0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Driven Shot podcast. We are back in your headphones. We are back, and this time we're doing it on Twitter Spaces. Uh, The way it's going to work is every Monday at 5.30 p.m. European time, we're going to hop on Twitter Spaces, and we're going to do this live. That allows you guys to uh, voice your opinions, and and that way we can give you a platform to tell us what you think about the things that we're talking about anything regarding Barca or European football in general. And uh, once the episode is done, it usually takes around half an hour, we'll post it to Spotify and the likes. On that note, I'm Omar Hawash, CEO and Chief Editor of Blog and I'm joined by Joab Pedraza. Joab, how are you doing?
1: All oh, good, man. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have everyone uh, sticking around and listening to us. Um, it's been quite a long time, but, I mean, it's always fascinating, like, getting to speak in these kind of, like, spaces and just... Here and listen to other people what they think of the same club we all love barcelona um yep i mean let's get into it
0: yeah i mean i kind of want to i kind of want to ask because last time we did an episode it was in 2021 i think (laughs) and an awful lot has happened since still covid right (laughs) people still yeah exactly but people still tuned in and um i for me i think uh, having a podcast like this is obviously a good way for us to be able to also voice our opinions that we don't necessarily get to express through the work that we do on Larvanagram. So, first of all, I just want to ask you, and I want to ask our listeners here as well, um, how do you think the season went for Barcelona? Like, if you consider the objectives, if you consider the, you know... Um, the players the squad the hurdles that Barca faced throughout the whole thing how would you how 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 would you let's say consider this season
1: um, i think it's a good season like taking into consideration the fact that Xavi this is like his first full season it's a project obviously you can't ask for like miracles of winning the treble every single uh, year especially with such a young manager But something that I do think was a little bit of like a really really low part of the season is just being knocked out of the Champions League, like so early in the competition. Like not getting past the group stage, that was a pretty big bummer. Even though there were a few matches that probably could have gone our way, um, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say like the referee played a part of it. It probably did, but um, I think it was a good season. Obviously, this is just like a hype up. We want Barca to do better next season. Um, But personally, I think Barca played well like the majority of the part of the season. We basically dominated Real Madrid the majority of the matches we played against them. So like from my point of view, it was a good season, but obviously still a ton, a ton of like spaces and areas in which they can actually perform better and just become a better team like all around. So I think it was a good season, but still a long way to go.
0: Yeah, I think I think that pretty much sums it up well because, you know, I think people going into like even if you just look at when Xavi took over Barcelona, we're not doing well, and then you look at how the season started off, and you know the players that left, the players that were rumored to join but didn't join, the players that did join, and the the price tags they joined for. I mean, for me, I think um you know i thought that maybe this season was finally going to be the one where we'd see a fully fit dembele and boy was i wrong but whenever he did play i think he showed some really promising signs and i think for me dembele is one of those where he's the most technically gifted player for barca but that's not really saying a lot because barca mi- barca need to have a player that technical and they don't and if you compare him to the other players on the team, barring your Pedri or Frankie, and even those players, they're technical but in a different way. Like, they're not... You, you wouldn't put Pedri in a one-on-one against three, four players. You would put Dembele. But even with Dembele, you'd be like, well, maybe he wouldn't make it out. I For me, it's just one of those where you... I thought Dembele would have a better season than he did, and I think him not having that also definitely hurt Barcelona this season because, I mean, to me, I think Ferran Torres, just cut your losses and just let him go to some other club where he can be, uh, where he fits their playing style more because I think that's the main issue. I don't think he's a bad player, but I just don't think he fits Barca. And having him playing game, game in, game out, and then Ansu coming back from injury and not really getting playing time, over Ferran, who, to me, 90 t- 90% ninety of the time didn't really offer anything. Having that issue on the wing is also a big issue for Barcelona because then when you have Dembele back, the only player that you have who's doing well is Rafinha, um, to me at least. And even Rafinha, you could argue, wasn't great. If you look at the eye test, he wasn't fantastic. Yeah, I mean... But I just think that the wing the wing was a big, big issue for Barca this year. Yeah, exactly.
1: I was just going to say, like, I have issues with our wingers. Because, I mean, we have Dembele, who we know what he can do. But at the same time, I mean, dude, he has, like, these extremely low lows. I mean, you would have sort of, like, a really good match from Dembele. But then the next match, he'll lose, like, 80, 80% of the balls he touches. Or he doesn't really do anything the majority of the game. So... I don't know what's really what's his deal because I know he's a really good player when he wants to, but then he has these like extremely deficient matches. So I don't know what to think of him anymore. Um, but I also think that Barca has like a sort of like overbooking on the right wing because I mean you had Ferran, who's ideally a right winger, you have Rafinha, and then you have Dembele, and then on the left side you only had Ansu. and once Ansu went down. Xavi really did did really well, like, improvising Gavi, sort on like a false winger. But then again, you don't have that kind of presence like Dembele would be on the right wing. And being Barcelona and just, like, looking historically back into the left winger, you had Neymar, you even had Pedri, you had David Villas on some matches. And so you had these players that could really do the difference and score the important goals. But then on the left wing, you, saw in the, you just don't cut it anymore. And with Ansu, I really like him. I hope that he stays at Barca. That's my own personal opinion. Because I think that anywhere he goes, he'll he'll probably, like, stand out. Because he has that killer instinct. He scores really good goals. And he knows what the type of play that Barca wants. And that's exactly right. Like you were saying, I mean, Ferran isn't necessarily, like, a terrible player. But he just doesn't fit inside, like, what Xavi wants and Barca needs of him. And I'm also really... I don't think he actually knows like what position he wants to play at Barca, because he's not a striker. I mean, he's not going to do what Lewandowski does. Then he's not a right winger because he's not the most technical and even not the speediest of all the players. So where do you put him? Do you put him like behind Lewandowski and then sacrifice one of the midfielders? I mean, you're not going to bench Frenkie or Pedri for him, and you are going to bench Busquets for him. So it's sort of like a weird deal with Ferran.
0: Yeah, I agree with you and I think for me with with Ferran it's, it's one of those I I really do fear that it's going to be one of those situations where Barca will think, "Oh, we paid this much money for him, it has to work out." Kind of like we saw with Coutinho, kind of like we saw with Antoine Griezmann. And I'm hoping that that's not the case because when we look at well, when we look at what's coming out of the Barca camp um in terms of reports Some say Ferran is definitely on the list. Some say Ferran is absolutely not on the list. Ansu and Rafinha are on the list. And I just want to go on the record and say that if Barcelona sell Ansu Fati and keep Ferran Torres, they will live to regret it for the the next couple of seasons. I don't care if Ferran is still young. I don't care about that. If he doesn't fit Barca, he doesn't fit Barca. And if you're going to let go of a player... Let go of a player that just doesn't fit you. You can see he's not going to fit into what Xavi's building. It's clear as day. Whereas for Ansu, he's fit into styles similar to the one that Xavi's been trying to build with Barca. And also, he's, he's come through the academy. He knows how Barca play. So we've seen what he's capable of when he was doing really, really well. Like I remember... When he was still on the come up, a lot of people were saying how he was bet. We're talking about how he was better than Vini, and I even heard some Real Madrid fans recently saying that, "Oh yeah, but you know, back then Vini wasn't really that good." And back then, really, all Vini was missing was finishing. So if you're talking that, if you're saying that Vini Junior minus finishing wasn't better than Ansu Fati in the prime that he had up until that point, which I still I still don't think he's peaked that's a scary player that you're looking at and letting him go to literally any other club, I think would be a huge mistake because I have a gut feeling that he will ball out no matter where he ends up. And I don't want to see him end up anywhere else, but Barca, because that would be a big mistake.
1: Yep, I mean, absolutely. That's like one of those players that, you know, you'll probably regret if you sell him. Um, but yeah, I mean, We have to consider. I mean, he's still a human being. He's like 19 years old. I mean, where would you? Where were you when you were 19? I mean, I was still like in. I was in the uni. I wasn't even playing that much. But I mean, we're asking this kid basically to just become the biggest promise, one of the biggest promise in recent football, and just like stand out immediately. Obviously, he's had like these huge, these huge issues like physically. So I really do hope that he goes over them. He hurdles past them and just becomes a player that we all want him to become. But also, I'm really excited, like, moving into the future. That's something that I, I think I wasn't really able to say, like, when Bartomeu was president. But especially because you look at, like, the highlights of La Masia, and you see these young kids that are just fantastic. I mean, you see, obviously, Yamal, You see these midfielders that they're basically... They want to play the style of football that Barcelona plays. And it's just so exciting to actually see these young players come through the ranks. And obviously, they want to play for the first team. Obviously, not the majority of them will do it. But I'm excited for the future for Barcelona. Obviously, if the people in the audience aren't as excited, please let us know. But me personally, I am extremely excited because I think Barca is heading in the right direction. But yet again, we have this issue with like the president, in this case, Porta, can't be reelected or can't play like a role like... Um, like Perez does in Madrid. So I think that's sort of like one of the biggest issues that probably Barca can face. But I mean, right now with Bar- uh, with Laporta, I'm feeling really excited as to what we can do. Obviously, he couldn't land Messi. But then again, I don't want to get into that much debate right now. And I don't know if you if you're up to it for it, Omar. But me personally, I was sort of like happy that Messi didn't come back. Because that way you can actually plan for the future of Barça, and you you won't be able you won't you're not going to throw out like the whole club out the window to sign Messi for three years. Obviously, I love him. He's the biggest player in Barça's history. Obviously, he's a, he's Ballon de He's everything that you want him to be, go, whatever you want to call him. But like from an uh, institutional side, you can't really just depend on a player for three years and say like, what are we going to do now again financially? So you really have to like look out for the best for the club long and midterm, obviously.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think you brought up a, a lot of very good points there. Um, I'm looking through the comments or the replies, I suppose they're called on here uh, from uh, Kiki Leo saying that, you know, why are people still giving Dembele the benefit of the doubt? And why are they surprised that he's had a disappointing season and how many years you need to figure out that he doesn't add anything to Barca compared to what he should add. Um, and to me, you know, it's one of those where I don't disagree with you that he hasn't added anything compared to... Like, compared to where he sh- what he should add, he's definitely come short. Absolutely, 100%. But the problem is, who else do you get? Given Barca's financial situation, who else can you rely on? Other than your Ansofati, maybe Rafinha, if you spell Ferran Torres, what can you get for 30, 40, 50 mil that's at least... As good as Dembele should be. Because that's what you're looking at, right? Um, also, I see uh, Shitu Olawala here has uh, requested to talk. So let's give you the scene. Let's go that Go ahead, Shitu. There you, go, buddy. Oh,
1: I guess not. Um... Yep, I guess he doesn't want to speak at the end.
0: <laughs> oh, no, there we go. No, it says speaker again. Here we go <laughs> this twitter spaces thing it sounds like getting used to it <laughs> go ahead chito.
1: you're muted chito. i don't know if you want to you want to speak
0: there we go oh never mind
2: hello good day good afternoon hey Shito. hey chito. Uh, good afternoon. i'm chito from africa nigeria well, what I will say on the matter of Ansu Fati out or not is, you see, Ansu Fati is a player that has potentials that has what Barcelona really need. Right now, he might not be on his best, but as time goes on hand, Sabi gives him the chance to play more time if he will come back to his pack. You feel me? Now saying, Mm. now now saying, um, you want to keep Ferran Torres and sell Fatih. Because I'm not really happy with that. Because there's this group we have. No, we
0: do. I want the opposite. I want the opposite. I want to keep Ansu and sell Ferran. Yeah, exactly. Um, I
1: don't want to. I don't want to keep like Ferran and sell Ansu as well.
2: I want I want to keep Ansu as well because he's a he's a player that we need in that right in that left wing because there is no player. If we come to check it, there's no player that can play that position better than Asu So and I think
0: also at at his at his peak, like if he really does hit that peak again, I I don't I think very few players would be able to compare to him in terms of output as well.
2: According to according to what I saw on Twitter earlier on. I'm seeing that if Ansufati is being sold by any chance, that um, Abdi from loan, will return from loan, even Abdi is not better than Ansufati playing that week. Because I don't really know what the board is really considering or what they are planning on on to doing on um, Ansufati's matters. But I think keeping Ansufati is the best option. Is the best <laughs> the option for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I were to speak, like, from the side of the board, obviously they want the cash. They want to be, like, liquid. They want to have, like, the resources to go out for another player, possibly. I don't know if even this year, but possibly, like, going for it probably next year or in the winter. Because, I mean, let's remember, we paid how much for Ferran? I think 60 million. And we still love City. So we haven't even fully paid them. So whatever comes of Ferran it will probably be used to actually finish paying off City so there's not going to be a a margin there if we sell Ferran so you can just just like say that that's a loss and then if you want actually cash you have to sell Ferran to actually like write off whatever you still are in debt with City and then sell another player and so from what I've seen as well if they don't sell Dembélé because they don't want to and they won't sell uh, uh, I'm sorry what's his name Rafinha because He's still in, like, in his first year. You, always, you only have like Ansu left. And uh, from what I've heard, obviously his agent, in this case, uh, Jorge Mendes, like one of the biggest names in agents in the world football, is moving him really quickly towards Wolves. Ansu obviously has like this final say, but like put yourself in his position. You're 19 years old, you want to play for your team, but they're saying like, we want to sell you. I mean, you, you're not into the plans here. And I think that's sh- sort of like sh- showed in the last few matches where Xavi didn't even play him. So it's a, it's a tricky situation. But honestly, I'm 100% with you and Shitu and Omar. I wouldn't sell Ansu for anything in the world. And I would can start considering, like, what are you going to do with Embele? Sort of like the comment that uh, Omar read. Because you can't just keep carrying him around. And then when he's like 20, he say, like, I'm not going to renew. I'm just going to leave on the free. You can't wait for that position to be in that position to actually do something.
2: You see, at some point, I start to think maybe Xavi is, is racist, because I will not say racist, but I don't know the word to use in that in that position, but I think there are players you see that you can tell yourself that, that even physically, Ansu Fati is even better than Ferran Torres. So when you know this player has this potential, has what you need, has the DNA you are looking for, why do you want to sell him out and keep a player that is not even worth him. you get what I'm saying so I think selling as fatty because even 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 me taking it is pissing me off right now there's this group on whatsapp that me and my friend we normally talk about Barcelona you get so there was a time we were even talking that also is our next messy because as I then the way he was playing Check the, his goals. The guy is really good. He's even better than Ferran Torres, not for the injury that he went through. And that is the most difficult part every player has to face. And the way, the way I'm seeing it is coming back to his pack. Why not give him the chance to prove himself once again for him to get back his, his pack? I will enjoy the Ansofatu we've been enjoying so far. You get
0: Yeah, I think I think you bring up a good point in terms of the fact that Ansu can't really get back to his best if he doesn't get a chance, right? And you know, to me I think I think it's one of those things where Shabi might see something in training from Ferran or Rafinha or whoever else that makes him think, oh, they might be better than Ansu, or they're doing better than Ansu. But at the same time, Ansu just returned from an injury. And then a relapse. And even between those two, he was still phenomenal for me. I think it's I, – I, honestly, I don't think Xavi has managed him well this season. Um, and especially not towards the, the the last couple of games when the league was over, stuff like that. Just, just play the guy. Just give him a chance. Give him a chance. Let him show you what he's made of. You already know where Ferran is in your plans, it seems like, because he plays him quite often. Let to come back from injury and give give him a proper chance to get back to that level. Because if you don't, he's going to leave, and someone else is going to let him do that.
2: Absolutely. If and that's not, the please, thing I fear,
0: honestly, is. when it comes to Ansu. I fear that he'll go somewhere else, and he'll just just ball out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he'll just go there and just be become an absolute star. And yeah. we're going to have. Like, to me, I don't think Xavi Simmons has become a star yet, but I think he's definitely on his way there. And I don't want Ansu to be another Xavi Simmons situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Then again, you can't really predict the future every single time with, like, these young players. I mean, we've seen quite a few cases where a player doesn't really add up to that much on a big team, and then when he goes out, he just simply explodes, and then it's like this... They shouldn't have sold them. They shouldn't have sold them. But just look like at sort of like De Bruyne with Chelsea, even Lukaku at a certain point, Mo Salah as well. Obviously, Chelsea is like the perfect example of this. They simply let out like one of the biggest generations of their, um, of their inside like house training and coming up the ranks for young players. Um, but I mean, it is like it's a tricky situation for everyone involved because obviously everyone wants to play at Barcelona. If it were me, I would just cut. I mean, cut out Ferran and then just depend on a young player from uh, La Masia. I mean, that's like the easiest way, and just add up more money for next season and then splash out on a big signing. Because I mean, when you see like these big signings that Chelsea are making, or even uh, I'm reading that even Kai Havertz is, is could be on his way to Real Madrid. Chelsea are asking for like 60 million. In what world is Barcelona in, in the position to actually splash out $60 million for such a mid player like uh, Kai Havertz? I mean, I really like him, but he's been really mid with, with Chelsea. So in what world will Barca be able to do that anywhere in, in the near future? I'm not sure. But you have to be really intelligent as to your players at, at this moment, especially like with the financial situation. So, I mean, it's interesting. But then again, what do you do? Um I mean at this point I'll just really trust both um both Laporta and also Mateo Alemany. I mean if there's one guy you can really consider and know that he's going to be taking every single angle it's Mateo Alemany. So I'm really happy that he's still on with Barcelona that he st- that he stuck around and I mean let's see what they actually what he can actually do for Barcelona this summer.
0: To me as well like when you talk about Dembele. I want to be honest. I'm just I'm gonna just say it, man. I'm at a point where I'm sick of Dembele's injuries every season. Like I don't want people to think that I'm sitting here and going, oh yeah, no, Dembele, Dembele this, Dembele that. I'm sick of this guy getting injured every single season, being out for three months every single season. It's tiring. But at the same time, Barca don't have another choice. Barca, like you said, Joab, at least from where we're sitting, right? If they do sell Ferran some of that money is going to go back to city because Barca still owe them. If they still owe for the Coutinho thing, maybe a little bit of there, maybe a little, like it's going to go to closing off debts rather than actual new players. So you're getting 50 doesn't mean you can spend 50. Right. And that also then begs the question, like which other players can you get on the market that would give you what Dembele gives you when he's fit, but with less injuries. For a price tag, let's say 40, 50 mil. You don't get that. Kai Havertz would not give you that. Kai Havertz, from what I've seen from him, I might be wrong, but from what I've seen from him, I think he would I think he's more of a 10 than anything else. I don't think he's a winger. I think he plays well as a center forward right behind the striker or as a second striker. Um, you know, and, and so for me, that's sort of where where Havertz would play. And that would you you have Pedri there. To me, Pablo Torre can play that role if he gets enough playing time as a backup for Pedri. So you already have that number 10 role sorted. You need someone to cover for Ansu and you need someone who can take on that right wing spot and make it his. I'm not sure that man is Rafinha unless his role changes, which I don't know if Xavi's going to do. That's my main problem.
1: Or you just play it out with Abdi. I mean, he's coming back. Obviously, he'll be coming from Osasuna. You can't really really compare like what he'll be asked from Barcelona in comparison to what he was asked in Osasuna, but then again, he would be like the chief option. You wouldn't really pay anything. He obviously he's a Barça player. You would have, just have to pay like his salary and possibly like a better um, a better contract for him. But I mean, that's again, what would you do? Do you actually look out for the mid uh, mid timeline or even go and play like the long term game? So it's really interesting because also. We're seeing like a, a lot of these reports that Barca are going to go all out for Vitor Vito Roque, the young Brazilian player. I, I'll, I'll be be—I'll be completely honest. I've just seen like highlights of him from YouTube and Twitter and whatnot. I'm not going to watch like the Brazilian league to actually know what kind of player Barca are looking to get. But from what I, I've seen, he's sort of like the player that can get the ball like a, a little bit out of position then reposition himself and just take like these humongous shots outside of outside of the box, or even be a good team player and just like open up the spaces for other of his teammates. So then again, like what are your what is your uh, final objective? Do you want to sort of like get a sort of like David Villa, Pedro? Do you want to go for a player like Lewandowski, who's really like a complete threat inside of the box? Like what do you want to do? Because it's you're not going to get obviously the next message. And even if there was a Messi out there, you're not going to be able to buy it. So, like, what do you do from Barca's standpoint? Obviously, people in the in the audience, if, you, if you're saying, like, Joe, if you're completely crazy, I mean, you should actually watch the Brazilian league, please go ahead and I'll do it. But, um, I mean, what do you actually do from Barca's uh, perspective? Do you just cut your losses with those players like Dembele, Ferran, and sort of, like, see what you can actually do with Ansu? Or do you actually keep them and just... Play the long game and then splash out on another player like we did a few years ago with other players.
0: I actually want to hear what Chitu has to say on this because I think it's a very interesting point as well. Like, because to me, I think Vitor Roque, from what I've seen and what you just said, Job, I think it would be sort of like a Ferranjo Glass situation where he's coming in as this youngster. He's going to get playing time here and there. If he does really well, he might actually start playing anywhere across that front line. But that's the thing. Like, Barca fans have to also come to terms with the fact that right now the club is in a situation where they cannot splash out on these big-name players or these, like, fl- your Florian Verts and your, like, they're not in that situation. And they won't be in that situation for a while. So the the other solution is either to buy stopgap solution players 30 30- 30-year-old-plus uh, players, and then have them for two, three years. They they run their contracts out, go to play in the MLS or in Saudi or wherever, and then you get this star in after two, three years. Or you look for the long-term solution from the get-go, and you go, okay, listen, this player is a young talent. You're Vitor Roques, for instance. Um, start betting way more on Lamin-Yamal, uh, Prim, these kinds of players, and then you build around that. So th- that's the other solution, but I'm curious to see Shito. What do you think? What, what, where do you think Barca should be headed?
2: Well, um, I think they should go for for Victor because The the player is obviously a youngster, you know, and would very soon um, Lewandowski. You know, we you know we gave him like three contract, three year contract or so, and he will leave. He will leave back out soon as well, so we need this back off um, striker. So Barcelona going for Victor Oqu is a good option for me because he's a player I've watched his highlights. You know he's a great player, and recently, you know when Dembele was um, on injury, you know, um, if you check it very well, you will see Lewandowski is not giving us that goals we needed. He's not giving us that good. Like he was half on the box. Like he was half in the box. We cannot find them. Dembele- Lewandowski when when Dembele was off on the pitch due to injury. So we have been a backup striker. Even this um this player that went to um Barbera. If you if you could remember, Barbera was also like well the guy was. A good player because we could see what he did in the club he went to after we loaned him out or i think we sold him so we could see i think we should is a thing we should um go into our academy you know give youngsters give them opportunity because is is when you give them opportunity to showcase what they, are capable, what, what they are capable of doing, that you will know, okay, this player has this potential to play for the senior team. So when, like in the case of, in the case of Pablo Torre, when Pedro was off, I was thinking that Xavi will give Pablo Torre the chance to play because he's still, he's still the player that, that has a good sight. if you check it even the game we play we played in japan you could see he, he made the two assists the guy i don't know what Savi is looking at the, i don't know what Savi is thinking for not giving pablo torre the playing time because the youngster is really a good player and it has something to deliver for the club so when you don't give him chance or you don't give him playing time to showcase that uh i think <laughs> that is not good for us Cool, so, that's that about it. Yep, I mean, yeah, okay.
1: yeah go ahead. <laughs> okay, I was just gonna say, I mean, when you look back into like Barca's history, obviously, like the biggest stage, we were basically surrounded by just players of La Masia. I mean, you had Victor Valdez and the as goalie, you had both uh, Puyol and Piquet, who were obviously La Masia, you had Busquets, Xavi, and Iniesta, you had Messi, you had Pedri. So you had these players. Obviously, I'm not going to say that we're going to have like the next Messi in five years coming out of La Masia, or even the next Puyol. Um, but they were a consequence as to a really heavy investment into La Masia and the young players of Barcelona. So I think that's the way to go yet again for Barcelona, especially when you're in such a situation like we've covered so far, and everyone's been covering like the van the financial situation. So. You have to really bet on those kind of players, um, and I really love to see what Dona Mancía can produce like moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think for me, you know, it's 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 one of those where I think I think Barça really have to sit down and really think: Do we want to go long term or do we want to go short term? If They want to go long term; they have all the players that they need to do that. In my eyes, at least, I don't think that they would necessarily need to go and buy. Evito Roque for that to work. Um, but obviously a player like him would definitely help that cause. But then your entire transfer strategy plan changes, right? So that's sort of what Barca need to do because we've heard Xavi plenty of times now talk about, you know, we need to make sure that the financial situation, we depend on the financial situation, all this and all that. So I think for me, if, if you want to talk about what's best for Barca, offload some of the dead wood or the players that aren't working out, pay off some of the debts, and then just build long-term. You don't have to win the league next year. You won the league this year. You don't have to win the Champions League next year. No one expects you to. Realistically, no one expects Barcelona to win the Champions League next year. Just put that to the side and just spend a year, two, three, just building, 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 like we've seen with other teams. And then just go ham when you're done building, right? That's at least what I think. Um, should happen. On that note, I think we're gone. We've gone a little bit over time, so we are going to wrap this up. So, uh, any closing statements? Uh, first off, from too and then from uh, Joab.
2: Well, what I would say is, um, we think Savvy should give our youngsters the opportunity to, to showcase their ability, to showcase what they've got, to, sh- to showcase their potentials, because. I didn't see Barcelona winning the Champions League next season. I don't see them even coming close because we don't have what it takes to be on that final big stage. As of now, what we need to do is, you know, um, build these players up, you know, make them good at what they do because it's the the, um, job of the coach, you know, to build up a player. Look at what Pep is doing in Man City. He didn't buy any big star player like that. What he did is, he built those young players, he built those players together and check it. There is no player that will come off the bench to start to play for for Pep in Man City that will not turn up, that will not play as expected. Because Pep has already, he has done the work behind. Because there is no player you recall from the bench that will not deliver for Pep. So I think that is what should do. You should just, you know, look into what Pep is doing at Man City and replicate that kind of idea in Barcelona.
1: That's a tough one to follow, Shitu. Um, you basically covered everything. I'm just going to say, like, obviously I'm excited. Let's see. I mean, we haven't even opened the transfer market for Barcelona, and we're already in this sort of, like, discussions. So, obviously I'm excited. Let's hope that Barca can actually have one of these big, big uh, transfers, and just be like really intelligent. If we get Gundogan, I'm just like over the moon because of the player that he's been the season for City. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Let's hope. Let's see where we are next week when we're yet again in this um, in this space. Um, and yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in, and I'll leave it to Omar for the wrap-up.
0: Yeah. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Um, too. thank you so much for guesting today. We hope that you'll be guesting us going forward as well. Uh, Jawad, thank you as always. Um, I've been Omar Hawash, and this has been the Driven Shot Podcast. We are back in your headphones, on your phone speakers, on your TVs, wherever you listen to this. Uh, We'll be doing this every Monday at 5.30 p.m. European time. Central European time. So uh, if you do miss it, you can always tune in on Spotify. So as, as soon as this is done, we'll put this on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and the likes so you never miss an episode. Um, on that note, thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And we'll hear. We'll be back with you next time. Take care, Bye, everyone. everyone. Bye.